got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. You don't have your health. You've got nothing. Calm down. back with another dose of this podcast. I think we're on episode four, and it's in this time with the pandemic. The pandemic is why we came back. Yeah. Social distancing, the coronavirus. So a great, great words of advice there from Werner Berger. <laughs> I'm already crying. So what? So the if you don't have your health, you have nothing. He was, why was he on our show? You led the nation for a while in having guests on our show that made no sense why we would have them on our show. Why was Werner Berger on our show? And who is Werner Berger? That's a a great question. Werner Berger, I believe, uh, climbed a mountain or a bunch of mountains, (laughs) a bunch of peaks. And uh, he came into the studio. And I remember... He had a couple of uh, instances on the show. He he became a folk legend on the show. Like he he sat down. He think he was like 65, 70 years old, <laughs> and we're talking to him and you know enjoying our time with him. But there was always a part like sometimes in our show, our our goal was just let's just fill the three hours. Right? <laughs> Is there a guest that wants to come in studio? Yes. Perfect. All right. What is, has he done? Anything close to sports? Well, he's climbed some mountains. Fine. That took physical energy. Sit down. <laughs> I think we got the email was, uh, potential radio guest, Werner Berger, may have climbed a mountain in parentheses, might have been a lot of steps at some point, would be open to an interview. Like, come in studio. We'll talk to you. He provided it two drops, didn't he? Yes, he did. He was. It was July 9th, 2010, and you prefaced a question to him yeah. uh, with something, and it, his drop sounded like he was coming at you, like, oh, you think you know what you're talking about? Right. But he was like the most genuine thing. Like, you prefaced your question with a bunch of information yeah. to let him know that you knew what you were talking about with mountain climbing, and he came back at you with... Why well, are you talking as if you're knowing something about this whole thing? <laughs> And we were like, wow, is this guy is this guy being a jerk store? No, he wasn't. He was. Uh, he was the he was nicest guy in the like, world. You, I climbed the mountains. You didn't, pal. <laughs> I, I did have a super, like, arrogant. I, I must have had an arrogant question to him a little bit. But he, I mean, his name is Werner Berger. That's his voice. Like, he sounds like he's a character from The Simpsons or something. Like, he's like this is not a real person. But, oh, he was real and he was spectacular, my friend. <laughs> he was real and he was spectacular. That was not the first time that you got involved with questions uh, that were, you know, not really questions or at least got you into a little bit of trouble. Can you recall anything else? Oh, I can uh, recall. I, off the top of my head, I can think of three times we had celebrities on the show, and my questions got dismantled by them. Melissa Joan Hart dominated me. Bill Cosby right. dominated me. And then Rick Barry dominated me. I mean, I was uh, clearly so I needed to go to interview camp. You had some up. issues on the old show. And again, welcome to episode four. This is where we just relive old things that we did and yep. also talk current events. I think people really responded uh, quite strongly <laughs> to... Uh, 
to things that we did uh, in episode three. Yeah. You had Rick Barry some, one time, uh, former NBA legend. Uh, legend? I don't know. Yeah, sure. And you came at him with something, some stats, and he came back at you with. Yeah, but so what? What difference does it make? <laughs> I was, well, no, what I think it was is he, uh, it was right after LeBron made his decision to go to Miami. And we had him on, and I asked some question. For a while, I was drinking the Kool-Aid of like, hey, man, why would anyone team up with anyone? This is bull crap. You know what I'm saying, man? And I asked a question that was along those lines. Like, if he were – I maybe asked some question. Like, if he were to win in Miami, would it would it be different? And then Rick Barry just dominated my face. Yeah, you know, but so what? What difference does it make? And just <laughs> – I've, right. I've never felt more humiliated in my life. But, that, yeah, so that didn't go well he, for me. He came in with a vengeance. Here's an interesting thing uh, that you'll be you'll be surprised to know that this podcast coming out Monday, May fourth. Here we are on May fourth. Yeah, when this podcast is coming out, May fourth is when we interviewed Bill Cosby. You're kidding me. May fourth, I believe, two thousand eleven. Has to be, but it doesn't matter. This this is an anniversary. Yeah. of that interview. And again, he was still touring, doing his thing. We're only playing this because he provided a great drop for the show. <laughs> the interview went about 40-plus minutes. We torpedoed the clock. Yeah. It's still recovered. It still happens to recover. 1620 oh. is still way behind the clock nine years later. <laughs> 1620 The Zone has been combining breaks since this interview. 1620 The Zone, so. <laughs> combining breaks since 2011. <laughs> May 4th, Bill Cosby... With us, and here's Nick Baugh providing oh, a question to Bill Cosby. And Bill Cosby wondering really where the question was. Hey, Bill Cosby's our guest here on the Shaken Nick Show. One of the things when, when I watch the Cosby Show that I think about, this is where my brain goes, what is it like? You've worked with kids in a lot of different ways. You've, you know, the kids say the darndest things, but when, it, when you would work, on the set with with kids, there has to be some days where they, you know, have bad days. They're misbehaving. They maybe don't understand the script. What what yeah. were there days like that? What is that like? Yes, yes. And your question is, what is that like? What what is what, what is that like when you're dealing with? <laughs> it's over. Done with them. You get rid of the kid. No, we had we used to do. All right, we don't need to hear anymore. Oh God. And your what question a, was is three seconds of, of silence. Yeah. What is that like? Yes, yes. And your question is? <laughs> I mean, I thought it was, in my defense, I was pretty clear what my question was. Like, you did say, what's that like? Yeah. Maybe he didn't hear it, but. And your question is? And your question is? <laughs> I cannot you believe know, we had Bill Cosby on the show. This was, in, this oh. was when he was still pseudo America's dad. So, you know, <laughs> you go to the doctor, you're kind of wheezing a little bit. And the doctor says, and your congestion is. And your question is. <laughs> you hire a consultant to help you out with your business. <laughs> and, and you ask it. So, and your suggestion is. And your question is. <laughs> oh, God. The doctor's trying to come up with a remedy for your congestion. And your congestion suggestion is... And your question is... 
All right, I think we burned that into the ground. We have burned that into the ground. Oh, um, I, I, you know what's sad is I'm not so sure that my favorite. I mean, I, I get my impression game right, but I really enjoy doing Bill Cosby, and now it's just been like you can't do a Bill Cosby impression anymore. Yeah, I mean, when's the last time you did a Bill Cosby? It's been a while. I mean, ever since everything broke, it was like, well, gonna have to uh, retire the old. You know, Rudy with the niece told Theo that he needed to go to the driveway to get the jello from the pudding pop with the Denise. My favorite parts of that impersonation were always Rudy and then Denise. It's not Denise, it's Denise. <laughs> and your question is. Oh, Rudy so and the Theo um, with the Denise and with the hair. I mean, that's just, it was, gosh, I enjoyed doing that. Can't do it anymore. <laughs> and your impression is. And your question is. <laughs> I, you also did a Bill Self, and you did a Bill Self a lot. A lot of, you What's your go-to Kansas head coach Bill Self impression. Like, it's give always me ten seconds of Bill. It's Self. it's always what you know. I told the guys, God Almighty, God Almighty, you got to you 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 got to get a rebound. Put 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 a and 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 you'd agree with me. We we didn't rebound. We didn't guard. We didn't guard anybody. God Almighty, that's so good. <laughs> so I have not listened to your Bill Self yeah. uh, podcast yet, but you just had him on the Nick Ball podcast sponsored by yeah, Pella Windows and Doors. You want a window? In it? Yes, yes. Shouts out to Pella Windows and Doors. Yes. All right. You you just had him on the show. Did you do an impersonation for him? Did you ever, did you think about it? Did it enter your mind? It entered my mind, but it felt like, you ever get an interview rolling and it just kind of felt like it didn't feel, like I, it, for me to yeah. jam an impression in there, I would have had to basically take the interview and drive it, like do a U-turn on I-80 going 82 miles per hour, you know? <laughs> he got word, I remember he got word that I could do an impression of him, and this was my, my, my freshman year, we were like on the road, I think playing Oklahoma, and he walked into our team meeting in the hotel and I was like, you know, I was putting on a performance for the whole team. I was doing impressions of everyone on the team. And he walked in. He was like, well, let me see it, bud. Let me let me see it. Let, 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 let's, let, 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 let's see it. And so I did my Bill Self to Bill Self, and he loved it. He thought it was hilarious. He thought it was oh, great. Are you serious? Yes, yeah, so I was a little nervous because I remember when, Co- when Coach Altman found out that I did a Coach Altman, I mean, Coach Altman wanted to murder me. He was not He was not happy with me at all. But, <laughs> really? Oh, he, 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 Tyler, I, he Tyler McKinney'd you? Yeah, I'm not happy about that. I'm not happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we always used to do that. I'm not happy about that. There's so much H in <laughs> and the, to me, it's just a lot of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not happy about that. I'm not happy about that. I'm not happy about that. I'm not happy. I'm not happy. Happy about that. But Dana no, didn't like it. He didn't Dana like didn't it initially. Like it. But what's funny about it is, by the end of like by the time I was graduated and, and uh, on staff with him as a grad assistant, I would. Basically, every single booster event, any get-together, Coach Altman would, like, have me do the... He got to where he enjoyed it, and I think he recognized that, like, fans and people around the program liked it, and he enjoyed it. The The most unbelievable time was one 
we had a uh, dinner at his house, and it was just like it was me, Coach Altman. I want to say it was Coach Fish, Reva, his Coach Altman's wife, and then like two or three boosters. That was it. There was like seven people there. Boosters, but a couple boosters, fellas, <laughs> fellas. We got to get the boosters, boosters. <laughs> your base. It's not your treble. It's your base. You got to lower your base. But he, we go out onto his deck. It's like understood, hey, in, in 10 minutes, Nick's going to perform my impression at, on the deck. And we went on to Coach Altman's deck in his house. Everybody sat on like deck furniture. And I got up and I did my Dana Altman. And I was like, I don't know if I've ever felt more like, I don't know what I, I, I drove home that night being like, I need to reevaluate my life. I really, I'm not happy. I'm not happy about that. I'm not happy about that. <laughs> Wasn't there... <laughs> Tyler McKinney lives on. Wasn't there a time where you were going to do the Dana Altman impression for his Oregon basketball team, like before a big game or something, and then it just didn't happen for some reason? But you were really nervous about that. I was. I can't remember you're really, how. You're really nervous about that. I'm not happy about that. <laughs> so it was when or- Creighton was playing Oregon in the CBI finals, only broadcasted on ESPN Ocho. I mean, it was so. It was, it was remember the, the the CBI was a best of three. Remember, I did. We were doing Chicken Nick. I was in Eugene, Oregon, for what felt like forty six years. But somehow, <laughs> I was supposed to. There was going to be a team meeting, and all the Oregon players were going to be in the locker room. And instead of Coach Altman walking in, I was going to walk in and do my impression for all of them. Because I'll never forget during warmups, a couple of the Oregon players, the first time Creighton played Oregon, a couple of the Oregon players were like looking over at me. And I'm sitting there, getting, I'm doing like the radio with, with it would have been T. Scott at the time. And I'm like, geez, what are these guys are looking at? And then finally one of their, kind of blanking on his name, their point guard came over and was like, hey man, I, we've seen your YouTube impression of Coach Altman. Can you do a little Coach Altman for us? And so I did a little Coach Altman. This is like before the game, and two or three of the players were like dying laughing. I'm like, what is what is happening with my life? Oh, that is uh, – your impressions go, uh, go way back. So the self-interview went well. Again, go find that. Did you at any point um, – Talk to him about how you relayed one of his stories uh, and turned that into a uh, a cooking video on Facebook. Now put one little piece of dog poop right on the top of that Sunday. I mean, that's <laughs> so. I post that video for those who don't know. I'm, I'm into this basketball thought of the day. I'm just trying to, pr- to produce content, you know, content for people. And Coach Self, I get a text message like two days after I post that, and it just from Coach Self, it just says dog poop. Sounds just like me. I'll do your podcast if you want, bud. And I was like, oh, yes, coach. Fantastic. Have you on? And so we found a time. And, oh, yeah, I, I bring it up at the end of the interview. I go, so did I Did I get the ice cream sundae analogy correct? And he gave me so much crap. He was like, dog, dog poop. That You gave me no street cred, bud. None. In a locker room full of men saying ice cream sundae and doggy poopy. I, that's no. I, he was giving it to me. He was great. Dog poop. <laughs> He, that's how I. That's how I got him on. That was like the bat signal. You uh, you wow. talk about oh, ice cream sundays and doggy poop, and Coach Self's like, "I'll do it. I'll go on your podcast." <laughs> Dog poop. All right, thank you, Nick.
All right. Well, I'll be sure to uh, to be listening to that podcast, and I do promise uh, I will do that. I love how um, I, I asked you. I was like, "Do you think I should, you know, give a little backstory on on my relationship with Coach Self and all that stuff, or should I just get right to it?" And you were like, "No, get into that." You know how long my intro was to Bill Self? It was thirty minutes long. I told you to tease. I said you should tease it, and do it on the back end. I you went know. thirty. I'm not listening to this podcast. I'm not happy about that. I'm not happy about this. Thirty minutes into this podcast. I'm not happy about that. <laughs> Tyler McKinney making a huge appearance. I mean, he's dominating. This. So far, he's the star of this pod. And I do want to give a shout out and high five to the guys humping the cotton candy. You're going to have to, uh, well, eventually have to do that because people have been demanding that segment through our Facebook and through our email account. Uh, but I do want to give a, a shout out and a high five to Mitch Sherman, who used to write for the <laughs> Omaha World Herald and used to write for ESPN.com and now currently writes for The Athletic. He posted on Twitter uh, last week on April 27th, said, hey, Matt Schick and Nick Ball, I am so proud to have been a part <laughs> of a cold open for the new, uh, and he included the Twitter handle, at Schick Nick Show. Awesome nice. job. Love it. Keep going. His calm down part of this show open as well. It just fits a lot. And so we're going to include that as often as we can because he liked the show and he promoted the show with his own Twitter account. Check is in the mail. Thank you, Mitch Sherman. Thank you, Mitch Sherman. We appreciate it. I, I'm not so sure he didn't show up in the cold open more than any other drop. It just works. It's just a good way to like yeah. just shut down all the drops and get into the actual open. You know, it's perfect. Calm down. Yep. Yep. It works on a lot of different levels. I do want to get to uh, some tweets that we had from some folks, people responding to the podcast. And it was really very nice to hear some of the feedback from folks. We've been wondering, okay, what are we supposed to do here what are we supposed yeah. to you know are we just going to play old clips are we going to have different thoughts um, and we actually posted on twitter what was your favorite episode so far reply with your reasoning tell us what you want more of and in terms of the polls by far and away old dominion was uh, got 50 50 percent of the more than 200 votes followed Sheesh. by we have to go back and george gherkin was uh, a distant Jeez. third with less than 20% of the vote. Sorry, George. But uh, some people tweeting, uh, Brian says, God Almighty, me likey at all, and I couldn't be more excited. One of my favorite moments so far is Nick making fun of Matt's McGruff voice on Win the North. <laughs> Off-color commentary is an all-timer. We'll get to that eventually. I also enjoyed Nick's laughs being used in a tennis match or bird aviary. There's a lot to... Yeah. Uh, there's a lot to eat there. People want to hear I cannot hear air. People like the Pelini Martini segment. And then Bert said, uh, Bert Macklin tweets and he says, in the five minutes you talked about the Joe Burrow Nebraska situation, it was the most fact based and nuanced discussion I've heard from any local or national news outlet that I've ever heard talk about it. Also, all of them have been funny and you should keep it going permanently. When we started this, we were not looking for nuance, okay? No. I can't believe I can't believe you even wanted to talk some current events. I was I was astonished that we even went there. We're like, you know, there's like 50s diners or 80s diners, you know, where it's like you step in here it's 1980. Like this podcast, you step inside this podcast and it is 2009 to 2012 and that is it. That's what I thought it was going to be. But we got we got a current event game right, and that and gentleman probably, liked it. And it's probably the right thing to do to just kind of, if you've got some thoughts on some current events that Nebraska fans or those in that area might uh, might enjoy, we could we could do that uh, just to kind of mix it up. I think this will be a mix of have you know a couple of conversations and then play some old conversations. Like 
you know, yeah. we have to talk current events and we have to go back and yeah. we will do those types of things. We have to go back. So speaking of that, I guess we'll get into, do you want to have a conversation about name, image, and likeness and maybe what your thoughts were? Because I think if you would go back in the day mm-hmm. to your Creighton days, when you, you know, we talk about all these impersonations that you are able to do. <laughs> You would have been a pretty good spokesperson for some companies when you played uh, because of your charisma and your ability to captivate an audience. Right. You really left a lot of money on the table, I think, here. If you could get a DeLorean, a flux capacitor, go back and, and have this name, image, and likeness deal back in you know, 2008 or so, I think you'd be in good shape. Uh, it's fine. I'm picturing myself at the negotiating table with some local business. who would be like, so you want me to represent you because I'm a pretty darn good player? They're like, no. We like your impressions and we like your personality. I'm like, but you like my game, right? My the ability to shoot the ball. Like, no, we just want impressions. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Is it a good? Is it a good thing? Is this? Uh, it's it's interesting because I don't think the NCAA uh, notion uh, it doesn't really go far enough. It's always about well, we're exploring, we're discovering, yeah. we're suggesting and recommending. Get some facts and come back and see me when we are actually doing something. Yeah, so it's hard right now for me to even assess whether it's good or not because it's not even a complete. It's more of an, an idea than it is anything else right now I think it's fine I think we 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 tend to sell fear when it when it comes to any sort of change when it comes to to college athletics or anything like that like this will be the end of it all and I'm like I don't think that's necessarily true at all you know so I think there can be a world where we have name image and likeness and things survive things are okay I've always kind of been one of those guys and this doesn't really lend well to sports talk radio like I see both sides of the argument I do not like this idea that yeah I know boring get him out of here he's not first take material get him out of here he's not gonna be with undisputed with Skip and Shannon anytime soon you're hurting yourself riding that fence what are you doing man but i i don't like the idea that we create that like a a scholarship and the ability to play basketball at kansas or creighton is like that's nothing that is an unbelievable opportunity you know it's an unbelievable opportunity a full scholarship is amazing all the access you get all that stuff is really good so i don't like how we act like that is just we, we act like that is nothing of no value i don't like that but I also just feel like there's something genuinely, I don't know if it's un-Americans the right way to put it or just wrong with the idea that you as an individual can't make money off of yourself. There's something that just feels fundamentally wrong about that. And the reality is with the changing landscape of college basketball and college football, but more so college basketball, we need to find a way to be more inclusive than exclusive. And we have to find a way to incentivize student athletes, basketball players to want to stay in college rather than not come to college at all or leave college early. Like we've talked about this Jalen Green G League thing. That's happened. One of the top high school players not going to college. He's going straight to the G League. In some ways, I don't think that's as big a threat to college basketball as it is a Tyshawn Alexander leaving Creighton early and he's likely not even going to be drafted or he's going to be a second round pick. Like, I think it's more about retaining your student athletes than anything else. But I I don't know. I mean, I see a lot of different sides to it. I, 
I'm I'm fine with it, you know. And I think there's uh, I think we can make it work without the you know college basketball and college football dying. What do you where do you land on it? The interesting thing about it is right now before this uh, goes into place, and again I think it will something will get enacted. But I think the NCAA they have tried so hard. This is all about getting out of the courtroom. They've been spending too much time in the courtroom getting that bad pub. So they try to move forward with this. And the only reason they're moving forward with this is because they were forced to do it. There's nothing goodwill, good natured yeah. about it. They're doing it because the state said you better do this because if not, you're going to be in the rearview mirror and then you're going to be in the courtroom a lot more often. Um, the NCAA went from California, you know, if, if there are schools like this that do this, they might not be a part of uh, our organization. Yeah, okay. And now they're moving <laughs> forward with, with name, image, and likeness. But um, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson, Oklahoma, LSU, those are really good teams right now. Um, after this gets into uh, place for name image like this, the good teams, the really good teams, will be Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson, <laughs> Oklahoma, LSU. That's what's funny about um, this. We act like it's going to totally like. Well, now oh, I mean, now Bama's going to get all the players. It's like, have you checked the football recruiting rankings over the past? Ten years, they're already getting all the players. The only thing you need to be concerned about is if they expanded the scholarship limit to 150. Then that would be a real we concerning got a, We got touch. a big issue, you know? But continue. I interrupted you. Um, no, no. But it's. Uh, I think this does create opportunity for schools like Nebraska that can sell the local market superstar. You're the only show in town type of aspect to it. And a lot of college campuses are like that. But I think Nebraska is yeah. in the elite of mm -hmm. that category of if you come here, you are a superstar. You know, Matt Davison built a career off of one catch. Yes. No disrespect to Matt Davison, <laughs> but it was one sure. catch that helped lead to a national championship. If he had done that and, you know, for the Washington Huskies, would he be as big of a deal? Absolutely not. He did it at Nebraska. He was a homegrown talent and did that and has built a, a great career off of that. So, And you don't have to even do that. You just sign a letter of intent with Nebraska and you become a superstar. So I think there are some opportunities there. I think the interesting thing from the NCAA perspective, too, is they always talk about, well, we're going to need guardrails and regulation. Those are the two key words with the NCAA. But at the same time, they say that they don't believe, they have not believed that these student-athletes in the past have created value for the university, right? Mm -hmm. But if that's the case, then why are you so concerned that right. they're going to get paid a lot of money to come to campus if they're not worth anything or they don't add value to your campus? Someone's willing to pay for them to come to school, so it must be worth something. And the other side of that, too, is we are concerned about people paying a lot of money for players to come to campus, which I get sounds a little shady, but at the same time, universities aren't really concerned when someone is willing to pay millions of dollars donating to a university to put their name on a building, right? Right. Like, that's okay. That's okay. Three million for this building, 10 million for this waterfall, yet, you know, $250,000 for this recruit, that's where we're going to draw the line. It's just <laughs> interesting, the, the hypocrisy and all of this. Uh, totally. And, and I do think, I, I, like, let's say this gets passed. I do think there'll be a spike right away of maybe some crazy dollar amounts and different things getting thrown at people. But ultimately, these businesses and these boosters, they're, they're not necessarily in the habit of just totally giving away money. You know, they're like, well, now all these boosters are going to give a million dollars to this guy. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't think a, a guy's just going to be forking over 500 grand to every single left tackle that's got a chance to pancake somebody two years down the road. You know what I mean? Like that, that I, I disagree with. 
I don't I don't think it's going to get like that. But ultimately, like let's let the market kind of decide what the value is for some of these guys. And do you think one of the things that people have talked about would it greatly alter your experience of watching college basketball if you knew or college football if you knew JT Barrett was getting paid $300,000 to endorse the local Nissan dealer in Columbus, Ohio. Like cuz some people have talked about how that that'll alter things. How do you where do you land on that? It wouldn't alter my experience, viewing experience. I'll put it this way. I would be fearful for the player and the in the increased vitriol that he might have to go through yes. for every interception or that. mistake or turnover. Because once you know someone is capitalizing on who they are, they're no longer just this student athlete doing it for the love of the game. It changes your impression of, okay, uh, look, it doesn't change my viewing experience, but I do believe it will change the way other people might treat him. Yes. Or maybe those in the inside or outside the locker room. Again, these are first world problems, and they'll have to deal with that, and they'll have to declare it on their taxes and all that stuff. It won't change my viewing experience, though, especially, I think it, maybe initially it might, but once the new normal becomes the old normal, then I think you just get, it's like anything, you just get accustomed to it. Like the Olympics changed for me initially when we started having professionals go over and then I'm like oh this is cool we get to see the dream team it's all good <laughs> no you're right I I think it could because what do you hear a lot of with professional sports markets like if some guy's struggling some pitcher's struggling it's like oh goodness three years 72 million and you can't even throw a strike you know like fans love to throw yeah. someone's salary out at someone for like Bruce Reed, a good example is Bruce Reed was the special teams coordinator under Mike Riley, who ultimately got fired. And he was struggling and he was making, I think, $450,000 or $400,000, something like that. And like hashtag $400,000 would like trend for every single Husker game. And so people love to point at that stuff. So I could see that being an issue for the player. But I'm with you. For me, like I won't watch and feel necessarily any different. And maybe I maybe I am wrong on this part of it too. I know some people have talked about, what about in that locker room? What if Adrian Martinez is getting a bunch of money, but you know, Wandale Robinson isn't or something like that? Like, I don't know. I think sometimes we don't give players enough credit that they don't understand like Cam Jurgens the center for Nebraska understands that he's not going to get as much money as Adrian Martinez is you know like I don't know if that's going to be as big of an issue as some people are conjuring but up here here's the interesting thing though is that this is going to be based a lot on social media and the carry and influence you have in social media mm -hmm. how do you increase followers and numbers like right now Tate Martell has more followers than Derek King Right. Yeah. But now that could flip at Miami with Derek King having a better season. But the point is, the number of followers you have will dictate how much money you can demand on the open market. So what's going to happen when can Adrian Martinez take care of his wide receiving core? Is there a growing animosity of like, look, I've got mouths to feed as well, like my own mouth. This is my chance to make money here and capitalize on it, Adrian. Next time we're in the red zone, right. hey, look my way. Like everyone wants to eat. 
great. And so I could see it getting to that point. Or if the offensive line has carved up open lanes for Nebraska running back, Nebraska running back goes for 1,000 yards, offensive line isn't making any money or isn't yeah. – I don't know what that looks like. Yeah. But again, just because it's messy doesn't mean you don't do it. Just because you're going to get the kitchen dirty doesn't mean you don't cook the meal. Yeah, like, great analogy. We're, we're gonna, yeah. There's going to be a lot of guinea pigs in this, but it's the right thing to do. It's going to be a mess – but it's going to be good. Correct me if I'm wrong, and I guess we don't know what this will look like until it's all finalized. They made it sound like, at least in the initial proposal that that came through, is that the universities can't negotiate these things for on behalf of the player. So I'm curious what that looks like. Are these players going to? They're the ones like to stick. Adrian Martinez is going to. He's going to be the one that is like, yes, two thirty on Thursday works for me. We'll sit down. We'll negotiate that. You know, like. Who's negotiating those? Who's right. making sure all that? I, I, I think you're going to ultimately have to have like a, a position in every athletic department where I think you need someone, you need an adult and someone to keep things above board, helping negotiate these things. Like I don't know how the university it's, isn't involved. It's one thing to uh, have one, you know, a coach or whatever monitoring social media. It's another to have just one person monitoring all of these deals or transactions or what's what's going on. It's going to take more than one person. It's going to take a group of people at a university, and their only job is going to be to handle this stuff, yes. not just compliance, but other things that go along with it. And the NCAA just wants, look, just let us know what's going on. I don't know how they're going to deal with what's fair market value. I don't I either. I think everything will even out as it goes forward, but who's to say this guy isn't worth this much in this town because this fan base is so rabid as opposed to that fan base or that you know you can't compare this college player with that NFL player because here in college they actually care about this team right you know and, and and things like that so that'll be interesting to uh to see how that happens but we talked way too long about that because Sheesh. I wanted to the reason I, I initially brought it up was because um you have done endorsements before mm-hmm uh do you recall, you know, some of the endorsements that you did for the old Chicken Nick show? show? The, the yeah, old back Chicken in Omaha, because the, you were we we used to kind of compete back and forth for just how good our live <laughs> reads were going to be or what we would do with those. Do you recall anything? My like my most noteworthy uh, endorsement was with Blimpy. I think one hundred percent fact that Nick Ba endorsing Blimpy was uh, absurd. And ridiculous, and the and in fact, I made a parody song when I would do my live reads for Blimpy. It was ridiculous. I don't have the parody song, however, I do have this from March twenty first, two thousand eleven, and this is when Nick Baugh uh, had a little trouble with what we call ad libbing. Blimpy, America's sub shop. Thank you, Deep Voice Guy. Nick Baugh here for Blimpy, America's sub shop. You know, Blimpy's kind of like a 25-foot transition pull-up three from Jimmer. It's exciting, it's fun, and you know it's good. Let me ask you a question. Do you know what you're having for lunch today? Let me pause for a second. No, you don't know. I'll make the decision for you. Go to Blimpy. Check it out. At Blimpy, you'll taste the very essence of freshness. Fresh ingredients, fresh bread, and most importantly, fresh meat. They got that meat slicer right there cut in front of you daily. They even cut the cheese right in front of you. No, not like that, but it is yummy. Visit a Blimpy sub shop near you and check out Blimpy on the web. Facebook.com backslash Blimpy. There's plenty of fun info, including store locators, Blimpy videos, Blimpy facts. Get your Blimpy game right. I had to leave the room. 
I had to leave the room. Boy, that might have that tested me. I felt like what is it, Charlie Steiner? Charlie Steiner with Carl Lewis. Oh, oh that's one of those things. As I'm saying, I'm like, whoa, that's not good. All right, yes, Blimpy on line two, Blimpy. They do though. I got a club with the a club sandwich. I actually stripped off robe and went into the locker room and ate a club sandwich. He actually stripped off, I, I can say, put on a bathrobe and sat and watched television while he had his club sandwich. But they, no, I wanted Swiss cheese, and yes, they... Just don't they, even, just, just stop it. They were not seven. They sliced the cheese. How about that? Is that better? They sliced the cheese. Thank you. <laughs> I had to leave the Everybody room. right Anna now. from Pat and JT were out there crying. Hate all you. You're doing a live ad. During a live read. <laughs> Check out this place. We'll cut the trees in front of <laughs> Dang it. Oh, Dominion. That'll, uh, that'll increase foot traffic. Thank you very much, Nick Baugh. And I mean that from the bottom of my art. From the bottom of my art. I'm telling um, you. Hey, but you get everything cut fresh. It's delicious. Hey, you got you. your Blimpy game right, you know Lily? It's over. You don't need to save face. Blimpy, America's sub Terrific stuff. There are so many good parts that one is you trying to rebound from it at the end. You ever had Blimpy? Like, okay, buddy, they're not going to pull the sponsorship from you. The moment is past. Get over yourself. They even cut the cheese right in front of you. What was I thinking? (laughs) I don't know. They even cut the cheese right in front of you? No, not like that. (laughs) Oh, shick. I lost it immediately. They yeah, didn't you didn't even. He's right in front of you. No, not like that, oh. but oh it is God. yummy. Oh. Visit a Blimpy sub shop near you. <laughs> I had to walk away. I had to leave the studio. Can I call uh, a 30? Then, Can I call, call a yeah, 30 go. quick? Time out, Nebraska. I had completely forgotten about from the bottom of my art. Who, what drop <laughs> is, I forgot about that. Who said it? What is it? I need more of it in my life. All right, here we go. And I mean that from the bottom of my art. From the bottom of my art. <laughs> <laughs> I, be, I believe that was Emmett Smith's Hall of Fame induction speech. <laughs> from the bottom of my art. We. <laughs> We quoted that so much, and we always said, from the bottom of my art. (laughs) From the bottom of my art. (laughs) It's like his his vocal cords are bouncing. Like, everything's bouncing right there, and the the H disappeared. (laughs) From the bottom of my art. (laughs) I... I actually met uh, Emmett Smith for the first time. I did a re- uh, deciding day interviewed it's a name uh, drop him right and his and his son and, and family <laughs> via uh, you know satellite, and then met them at the Under Armour All America game uh, at the practices and uh, at the jersey ceremony. And you know, I I met him, and I and I'm thinking about this from and- the bottom of my heart. <laughs> I forgot about it. That's just terrific. Um, that one's so good. Now there are. And again, I we invite you guys to email us, laugh at chickandnick.com. That's laugh at chickandnick.com. 
there are that wasn't the only endorsement. Now this wasn't necessarily an endorsement, but the best thing about some of the emails that we get <laughs> is that there are reference like I usually remember everything once you remind me of yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. Right? You remind me of something that we did. Okay, okay, yep, yep, yep. I got that. I got that. I remember something about that. Someone sent me an email that I had no idea what he was talking about. And then once I and I'm like, well, there's no way. Okay, I think I know. There's no way we have it. And then I only save things that we enjoyed. Right. And then I typed it in, and we did have it. Here's an email from Jordan. Sent this to uh, laughatchickennick.com. He says, thank you for doing this podcast. Please play the Romeos bit. And then he went on to say, I tried to explain to my wife how great the Schick and Nick show was. Now I can show her. She did laugh at Polini Martini. Thank you again. That is from Jordan, and thank you very much from that. Do you remember the Romeo's bit? I just remember the, you know, it was the not your typical restaurant. And I think we took that little jingle and just stretched it way too far. In the endorsement, name, image, and likeness theme, we go back to February 21st, 2012, as Romeo's brought in some food for us. Again, an Omaha-based business brought in some food for us. We are giving away free advertising here on this free podcast. Here's February 21st, 2012. We are eating some Romeo's. Not so typical they've uh, they've got all this great you stuff. You got to clap at the end of it. You do. That's a typical restaurant. You know, anytime someone orders there, they'll take a uh, quesadilla, taco, and a uh, large pepperoni pizza. That's a typical restaurant. <laughs> That's how they play. That's what they do. Romeo's. I think I'm lying. John Sherner, you watch him. He puts in a lot of uh, points, but uh, not your typical jump shot. Hey, with Taylor Martinez. Makes a play, throws a touchdown. I mean, it's great, but it's not so typical quarterback. Not so typical restaurant. <laughs> you know, here you, you use the bathroom here to energy media. It's not dirty. It's it's clean. Not your typical restroom. Not your typical restaurant. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is this taking a turn? You know, it's unbelievable. I, I, I was driving on I-80 and uh, needed to stop and couldn't believe there was a place you get some steak at this place right off the interstate. Not your typical rest stop. Not your typical rest stop. <laughs> what if you had like some of the great calls in history? You're just right over and then, the bam, top. Bam! You just do a spot. Just bam! Right at the end. Right. Like, it's a buzzer. You know, uh, how, you're talking you, about memorable. Like man, woman, and child. <laughs> they put him in the <laughs> You know, I mean, you could just say, I, "Look, I am going to." I am going to sponsor. Look, we're Romeos, and we want to sponsor the best play of the night, whatever that is. And as it happens, I want you to play our jingle. That way, when other networks have to play the recap of right, the game, right. they have to. I mean, that would be a boatload of money. Here's Michael at the foul line. The shot on Elo. God, the ball's winning. Forever. Gosh, my gosh, that's like thrust a, to the middle, juggle, diving, cut, touchdown, Nebraska. <laughs> Boom. Man. I mean, that would just you'd just make a yeah, think here. Killing. People aren't thinking. Hey, Damien. Elliot. What's up, Damien? You guys are going crazy with it. Y'all got me dying laughing over here. <laughs> just, just wanted to tell you, this isn't your, your typical sports show. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. good. This is good. That's good. So there's, uh, there's the Romeos. Oh, uh, my gym. God.
You wondered how we, how did we fill three hours? We just did stuff. Like <laughs> Someone that. brought Romeo's brought us food, and we filled an hour on the end of their jingle. Oh, that goodness. was good. No, I, I enjoyed not, that too no, much. And no, I do not have the songs that I sang for EGS. EGS. I, I drove by EGS like maybe like a month ago, and I was like, oh man, it's still it's still alive and kicking, doing us dying for that chicken wing. That's what that yeah, they wrote the, that on the, the sign. They're like, "Welcome to EGS. Yes, we're still alive and kicking, <laughs> doing our time for that chicken wing." I was like, "Yeah, you keep on keeping on, all right." <laughs> you imagine the foot traffic increase with if they put on the billboard doing that thing. For that chicken. <laughs> People walk in expecting a menu for lunch. <laughs> Uh, but it is on the uh, on the heels of that. If you would like to sponsor this podcast, go for it. Feel man. free. Yeah, feel free. Laugh at chickennick.com. Drop oh. us an email with your business, and uh, we'll see what we can do for you. I can't promise we won't make flubs like uh, cut the cheese. Yeah, my uh, bad, dog. Like Blimpy, that. my bad. Nine years later, my bad, dog. Sorry about oh, that. I, Sorry about that. I'm sure they appreciate that heartfelt apology. <sighs> yeah, nine years yeah Blimpy said, I'm not happy about that. And I said, Sorry about that. I'm not happy about that. Sorry about that. <laughs> Has Tyler McKinney got any more run Never. in the last 15 years, 10 years than he's got? Not even in, in like in one of his NCAA tournament games. He's never gotten more run and more pub than he than he has in this in this moment right now. I mean, holy guacamole. Even his home. family's like, man, we didn't even know anything about you. We, you're not getting any run here. We're not even talking about you, you know, at home. He came to the Shikinick Bowling League a couple times. Him and Nate Funk. Yeah. Yeah, you're a good bowler, dog. You, I can kind of tell you were trying to lay the groundwork. Like, let me tell you, just want to get you mentally and emotionally ready for tonight when we hit the lanes. I am what some people would call good at bowling. You were. I think there was a post on the uh, Shikadik Facebook page, an old picture that includes like one of the scores. I think had like a two fifty. You were balling. I mean, you were fantastic. Well, I I appreciate. It. I was a fantastic bowler and one that I, you have not seen in all the all these bowling lanes. I think that is a fantastic question of one that I have yet to be asked in all these interviews. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Brandon Godden. Thanks, Brandon. Thank you for that. What else? What else you got? There done? was no. That's uh, that's kind of what we're getting. I want to put a bow on the name, image, and likeness uh, stuff. You know what was funny about? I'm always one of. The, I try to go take a step back and go big picture and like, what are we doing? You're a big step back. Oh, right? not on the court and off the court. Shouts out to Kemba Walker. Oh, that's right. You did say that once. He mixed McGee, dropped him, and gained him. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. A little Kemba Walker against uh, McGee. That was UConn and Pitt yeah. in the uh, Big East tournament. I mean, that guy, I mean, has anyone seen McGee since? Do we have confirmation on McGee's whereabouts post-step back? He mixed McGee. <laughs> you know, mixing McGee has turned into like, yeah. you know, let's whenever you're going to like edit something or, you know, maybe scramble some eggs, you yes. get a mix McGee over there. <laughs> He mixed McGee. Gonna get your mixed McGee game right. Did you mix um, McGee, me some scrambled eggs. The the name, image, and likeness stuff. The you want to take a step back. I That's find, where you wanted to step back. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm a, you're you're a big step back guy. Like, let's take a step back. Let's take a step back from this. Find a different phrase. It's a we, of course phrase for you. you why need can't to find we take? Let's take a step forward. You know, let's <laughs> on, let's, let's address forward. this. Yeah. Let's take a step back. Um, <laughs> but. 
when this stuff started uh, percolating, nice. I don't know if that's the right word, but on on social media, when people <laughs> were reacting to name, image, and likeness, one of the first things they said last week on social media, this is fans, even some media, going, hmm, what does this mean for my video game? <laughs> The nerd voice. I haven't heard the nerd voice in a while. Oh, it's good. It is just incredible. Like, I get it. It was a fun game. But the people, like, this game hasn't been around in six years. So let's say that the people who played it, (laughs) you know, we're talking they were 15, 21, 25, 30 even at the time. Most of these people now kind of moved on with their lives. You would think. It's obvious, though that these people are so fed up with Fortnite and quarantine that they want something else to do. What does this mean? <laughs> Am I going to get another opportunity to sit for three hours and stare at a screen? <laughs> <laughs> it's just so insufferable to listen to these video game whiners. It is so bad. They want to break out their beanbag, their gushers, their pizza rolls, and just revert back to when they were... 10 years old. It is. It's it's always the, what does this mean for me? Yeah. Right? It, what's the impact it's going to be on my, on my life? Call me crazy. I am much more concerned about having the actual NCAA game of football back. Than the video than, game of I want the one played by actual human beings, not avatars. Call me crazy. Yes, okay? call me crazy. I prefer a real spring game than the Nebraska virtual spring game that is being played. And uh, yeah, that's just me. I might have to put it on a, a, a Twitter poll or something, but what would you rather come back? NCAA football this fall or the EA Sports <laughs> NCAA football game? Make people put their money where their mouth is. You know what I mean? I I guarantee you it's going to be pretty split uh, on that. But the reason that I brought that up is that NCAA football was a fun game on EA Sports. He's doing some good things. He's doing some good things. (laughs) Yeah, doing some good things. Thanks, Bill. But the best football game in history, whether you liked it or not, it just is on the Mount Rushmore. It's there. Mm -hmm. Is what? Tecmo Bowl? It is Tech Mobile. Do you remember on the show no. where we had a guy on to discuss a Tech Mobile tournament oh, that was yeah. being played in Lincoln, in Lincoln, Nebraska? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> it was being played in Lincoln, Nebraska, and we had on a guy. Do you remember? I'm not even going to think that you know his name. No. But do you remember his name? No. Bo Jackson? Okay, it was not Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson did not come on the show. Christian Okoye? It was not him, although he was referenced here. You'll know his name as we uh, uh, bring him on okay. here. This was January 27th, 2011. And this interview went on for like eight or nine minutes. Okay. We cut it because it had to fill the three hours. Of course. But I cut it down to little shade under three. And there are a couple of really fun moments in here that I think you're going to enjoy. Let's listen. <laughs> who doesn't like video games and who doesn't like Tecmo Bowl, the original? It's the way it was meant to be played on Nintendo. And there's a tournament coming up this Saturday in Lincoln. This is like sweeping the country. 
and Matt Kenobi is uh, one of the men behind it. Hey, Matt. How's it going, guys? It's, really good. It's going great. Now, before I let Nick ask this question, I need to get this out of the way because I've received 12 emails now. They want to ask you about your Uncle Obi-Wan. Okay, now let's get that uh, away. Don't answer the question. That's just the way these listeners are. Nick, continue. Sure. Okay. Do, people, do you have any problem with people accusing uh, of certain guys cheating and peeking at plays, whether they're hitting B up or A down? Because <laughs> there's been uh, fights geez. between me and my brother over that. He calls them button stealers? Is that, right? is that what it is? <laughs> you, you just um, don't do it. All right. Now, when they but when yeah. these people show up, do they walk in with their parents or are they dropped off outside? <laughs> uh, I tell you what. <laughs> The uh, the Tecmo crowd is is a little bit older. It's it's an older game. You know, it certainly I mean, it's, is. It, you it, might be walking in with your kids instead. Who's the most unstoppable player in your opinion? It's obvious. It's QB Eagles. It's Randall <laughs> yeah, right. It's QB Eagles. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everybody everybody says, oh, it's Bo, it's Bo, it's Bo. But yeah, Koye is pretty Bo. legit. I thought it'd be Bo Jackson. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's he is Bo. And that's that's the thing is Randall Cunningham didn't have his name associated with the NFL Players Association, so he's he's just QB Eagles. Yeah. Wow. wow. Let's let's listen in on Tech Mobile. Ready down. Is Martinez bust in the open? And they're running up on purpose. They'll get two now. Touchdown, Nebraska. You know it is. Uh, what rules do you have in this in this tournament? Well, here's one that you might not think of, uh, Nintendo malfunctions. So basically, uh, you're, you're playing a game and a guy yanks his controller and resets the entire thing. What the heck do you do? <laughs> what do you do? What so happened? Is it so over? What, so what do you do? <laughs> and this actually came into, uh, came into effect. We're, we're talking about a semifinal match, guy going for a field goal. He thinks he nails a field goal, jumps up in excitement, yanks the controller, resets the whole whole thing. Yeah, had to replay a sudden death on that one, and he ended up losing. Now, I think the obvious question, Matt, is who, which player, do you flip heads or tails for who's responsible for blowing on the cartridge? <laughs> uh, all cartridges are obviously pre-blown. <laughs> Oh, that is oh. fantastic. <laughs> there it is. There's uh, Matt Kenobi. Oh, my God. All cartridges are pre-blown. It's just fantastic. He's, you, he was a good sport about knew, everything. Oh, you knew he'd been he'd been asked that before. I couldn't even get through the question. Which player? Do you flip heads or tails for who's responsible for blowing on the cartridge? <laughs> <laughs> All cartridges are obviously pre-blown. <laughs> God, is that good? Yeah, you knew you. Had, you could even you could. You usually can keep it. You can keep it. You're good at, at getting through things without laughing. But that one was tough for you. That was fantastic. Matt Kenobi. You you bring him on and you immediately make a rim shot Obi Wan Kenobi joke. Come on, chick. That's not how you treat your guests. Now it was edited a little bit. There was a setup. There were other things, but I just had to get all the good stuff in there. Like I said, <laughs> it's like eight or nine minutes. I did ask. I asked. You know, how this come about? How did you know? You know, when did the idea really <laughs> hit you? When did the idea become a reality with actually creating it? And your question is. <laughs> What I love, what I love about your um, Obi Wan Kenobi joke was you just made it and then passed the ball to me. You didn't even add. You were like, "All right, here's Obi Wan Kenobi rim shot." Now, Nick, you ask a question. I was like, "Geez, now you're like, I got left holding the flaming right. piece of poopy." 
That's right. No, it was um, it was the piece of dog poop. poop. Yeah. <laughs> piece of dog poop. Dog poop. That's what I did. I handed that right to you. And I said, don't answer the question. And Nick, you go right You ahead. go. I'm like, okay, well, now uh, I am left having to uh, damage control this whole interview here. Uh, we did have, uh, there was one more. And again, we'll, we'll wrap it up here in a little bit. We're, we're hitting about the, I think we've hit the hour mark uh, already. Hour. 60 um, minutes. I, I want to hit. Tonight on 60 Minutes. 60 Minutes. How long's the show? Shut your mouth. Um, <laughs> How long did it take for that theme? They were like, what do we think? Just seconds on a clock ticking? Good. We're good with that, right? Yep. All right. Let's go. We got we got stories to produce here. We don't have time for a theme song. Get that stopwatch. That's all tonight on sixty minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing they didn't have that uh, same idea for the show. Forty eight hours. It's <laughs> <laughs> going away. Oh, I want to so read. Stupid. I want to. I want. I want to read a couple. Of <laughs> I want to read a couple of these emails here. Ed writes in, says, guys, I was a loyal listener from the on-air days. My cell phone just barely got enough reception that I could stream in my office in Brownwood. If I didn't, I downloaded and listened. I still quote the show to this day, October 4th, September 4th, Dana Altman. No, no, Um, all those things. He said, the first three episodes have had me rolling here in my new office here in Missouri. Been a really stressful time, and the laughter drops have really helped. So uh, thank you very much for that. This one is from, uh, I don't know who it's from because it's, you know, they didn't include their name, but it was an email to laugh at Schick and Nick. Uh, Be Worth is the start nice. of the email. Schick and Nick, I can't tell you how great it is to hear you guys again on the podcast, bringing us the laughs and joy that have been so sorely missed. Talks about some segments he'd like to hear. One was the one concerning the Husker football caller question, which I believe <laughs> asked for a, a non-conference opponent or something. I think it was 100 plays in 100 days, and you yeah. had to guess the opponent. Right. We played like a 10-second clip. Oh, God. And it was the guy who said uh, Montana, and I apologize. We'll get to that eventually <laughs> yeah. here on the podcast. But he does say here, he goes, also, in honor of the last dance, the segment where you broke down the Dream Team documentary – with Magic Johnson saying dead leg. Yes. Now, I couldn't find all of that. And we, for some reason, always had fun with Magic Johnson talking about a team that had dead legs. Dead legs. (laughs) (laughs) And we referenced that so often. Dead legs. Dead legs. Dead legs. Dead legs. And people still will quote that to us on on Twitter. And it's just the way it sounds. Just there's just a rhythmic harmony. Dead legs. <laughs> it's so good. Fun fact: you know who was in studio that day as we were breaking down Magic Johnson's dead legs? Mr. Gibbs. Mr. Grant Gibbs. He was an intern for us for like what was that a summer maybe? Oh yeah, he got homeboy us showed once, up. I think. I mean, homeboy showed up. How many times? Over under the amount of times Gibbs absolutely actually showed up to the studio. Under four and a half, yeah, you taking the undies? He was so committed and interested in media, he's now a coach. <laughs> Look, the first thing <laughs> he, he sh- the tell. first the first segment of the first show, I think we just broke down Magic Johnson's dead legs. We didn't talk about the documentary <laughs> at all. We just were like, how about dead legs? You want to break down that for a while? <laughs> the dream team doc. Dead, dead, dead legs. <laughs> but I did find a segment where, not where we kept making fun of dead legs, 
but where we were talking about the Dream Team documentary and we brought it back to that. Like we had already had fun with Dead Legs and then we talked about it. This was uh, June 14th, whenever they ran that uh, documentary, June 14th on our show talking about the Dream Team doc. The Dream Team documentary last night. Did you have fun? Oh, yeah, dude. There were some good moments last night. There were some really good moments. I mean, it was... First of all, I thought Michael Jordan... um, There was a scrimmage that they had where they divvied up, and it was basically Michael Jordan versus Magic Johnson. Yeah. It was... It was like it was like Michael and Charles Barkley and like you think Michael and- Jordan knew everyone on the team. <laughs> we had me, Scotty, Mullins, Bird, and Patrick, and Magic had his five. Okay, we had Mullins. Mullins, who is <laughs> Mullins? We had me, Scotty, Mullins, Bird, and Patrick. If I'm Chris Mullins, watching this, Magic going, had how, his five. How dare you? I was I was a part of this deal. Mullins. We had uh, call me Mullins. We had birds I'm from New York. Mullins. And I've had the same haircut since 1990. <laughs> Mullins. We had Mullins. Mullins. Drexler. He, he has no idea Malones. who it was. We had Malones. <laughs> birds. <laughs> Leitners. Pippins. Late. Did Christian Leitner become like the was most, he big, the biggest sympathetic figure in that whole thing? Like the, he's on the, the team, biggest thing that but jumps out at you was like, no one associated with Christian. It'd be Leitner. like if there was this huge pickup game down in Harlem, and they said, "Shick, why don't you come here and play with us?" <laughs> that's how that it's is. like Rucker Park and Matt Shick <laughs> right, at Rucker Park. Right, that's me. Because that's the no one referenced being cool with they Christian they Leitner. Could, they didn't want him to play during the scrimmage. Yeah, Michael because, was like, you know, yeah, because Magic was like, you take the college guy, and then Michael was like, we don't. He goes, I'm, he goes, I'm, I'm we, Christian take, wasn't going to help any. I'll, I'll, I'll take Mullins. 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 <laughs> that Magic's talking about this trash talking. Yeah, with Michael. It's like, By the time practice was over, even Magic had to acknowledge basketball's landscape had been changed forever. Larry and I were talking. And Michael walks in, and he says, dead legs. <laughs> and we both hit each other like, well, he's not lying. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, so like, you play that again? Michael walked in the trash talk. He said, dead legs. As a because he had just crushed him. prime. Oh, my God. Larry and I were talking, and Michael walks in, and he says, Dead legs. Best part is that Larry and I look at him and say, He ain't lying. He ain't lying. We're tired. Amazing. Dead, dead, dead legs. Oh. oh of the... Uh, the Mullins thing is great, and I still, to this day, sometimes I'll hear, isn't it Mullins? Oh, wait, that's how MJ said it. The first time I ever met Chris Mullen, when he was the head coach at St. John's, I was doing a game, and in my head, I, that, I thought back to that. I was like, Mullins? This is Coach Mullins here. <laughs> Me, Mullins, Pippins, Stuckins. <laughs> we had everybody, Malones. Um, well, appreciate you listening to us, Shicks and Nicks, uh, here. Yeah, Shick and Nicks. Please uh, follow us on Twitter at Shick Nick Show. Again, this is a free podcast for you, those who used to listen to the show, uh, and those who are just catching on uh, during this uh, this time of uncertainty. I think that's the catchphrase that you have to you're required to use yeah. during this time. It these, is uncertain. These uncertain time. Yeah. Follow us, like us on uh, the Facebook page as well. Subscribe, rate, and review. And uh, again. If you want to sponsor this, 
feel free. Email us, laugh at chickennick.com. It's not your typical podcast. <laughs> <laughs>